Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else to the 215 Seamer Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt Kerwin, along with Connor Doherty and Michael Culp. So, guys, after the holidays right now, after Christmas, after Boxing Day, whatever you're celebrating, and we have a, another new signing in the Phillies world, Craig Kimbrell, one year, $10 million, to bolster this bullpen. What are your thoughts? I, I like I it. You go first, Connor. You're good. <laughs> All right. I was going to go first anyway, but uh, I like it. I think, uh, I mean, there, there's not a ton of quality quality relievers out there left on the open market. Uh, Kimbrell was arguably the best one out there. I think adding him is probably a step above adding Aroldis Chapman only because we know <laughs> – that Kimbrell can still pitch, and he's not gonna throw a fit, sack of shit, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think it's a pretty good ad for for the Phil's bullpen, and I mean, I'm not necessarily sure if he's gonna close, but sure. you know, if you do get some good quality innings out of him, then you've got three really good uh, high leverage relievers back there with. Sir Anthony and Alvarado and now Kimbrell, and you add that to uh, already pretty decent signing in uh, Strom. Uh, you have you still have Brogdon back there. I think Coonrod's coming back. We uh, also have Bellotti. Yeah, Bellotti. Uh, uh, yeah. I think, yeah, I think they still have uh, McGarry. He might, uh, he might start in the pen whenever he comes up. He'll be. I think he's gonna make a. He's gonna be um in the opening day lineup. Oh, Griff McGarry. Yeah. It, out I of think the if bullpen, anything, though. this is this just adds to the amount of depth that the Phillies have. Yeah, right that now. they've been building in pitching. Yeah. They've been they've been building a lot up with the pitching. Colt, what do you think? Um, I mean, I personally love love the Craig Kimbrell. I'm hoping we get the uh. 2021, right? 2021. Yeah, the 2021 uh Craig Kimbrell, and he turns out, you know, better than the Canable signing that we had last year. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I think that it's interesting that, you know, I don't know. Kimbrell and uh, Knable are very much so at that same point in their career, more or less, like around the same age, same uh, type of career longevity that they both have as relievers. And I'm just curious, you know, I hope that, you know, we can have him for the whole season as opposed to Kimbrell only for like a few months. What are your thoughts? Sorry, I gotta keep shutting down Culp's whiteboard. Of course. But um the ADHD is strong with this one. It is actually. I I know. That's what I said. I need to find a way to like restrict your access here. Yeah, screw you. Don't do that. <laughs> but um I think that the, I, I agree. I think that this signing is gonna be really interesting. Um I think it definitely does bolster the bullpen. I don't know if they're going to uh sign anyone else in the meantime um 
they might. I mean, it's it's definitely like not out of the question. Um, I hope that they do. I hope that they do get someone. I just like like Connor said earlier. It's just like there's not really that many people left on the market when it comes to it. And I mean, there's like some. There's one guy who did get posted from the MPB who hasn't been signed yet. I doubt he is going to get signed because he has a little bit of control issues. He's got great velocity, good stuff, but bad control issues, and he's probably not going to get signed. So um, he's basically like, was it Francisco Morales? Mor- Morales and Brogdon before Brogdon started getting some control over his yeah. pitches, and he's 28 years old. Exactly. So he's he's young. He's younger on the reliever side. I mean, relievers are going into like age thirty nine or forty nowadays. So it's like because they only pitch once a week. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and the guy from Japan. I mean, he's got a hundred and two mile per hour fastball. That's not bad for for a one inning type of guy, you know. And like I I definitely sign him if he doesn't. Um, but I think he was posted like December fifth or sixth, something like that. So he has probably a little bit into the new year before before you know someone actually gets him. Um, if they if they do, it's probably I I don't I haven't heard anything since he was posted. Like people rumoring to sign him. There have been some connections to us to sign him. His name's uh, Shintaro Fujinami, and you know rolls off the tongue yeah it does it does um but fujinami has been rumored and connected to us but i think we've also been connected to pretty much every reliever no- known to man that was on the market anyway so i just think it's smoke in the wind really rather than anything else so we'll we'll see what happens you know we might get another bullpen arm or they might just fill out the roster with minor league signings for the rest of the offseason, which I could very much so see happening. All right. So what do we kind of want to move on to next here? There hasn't been a ton of action lately since uh, our last pod. Uh, we, we could get into Correa and uh, his eventual <laughs> – the eventual uh, – Eventual signing with the Mets. Oakland days. Yeah. One year, $137,000 signing. Billy, this is Carlo. Billy, this is Carlos Correa. He's one of the best shortstops in the game. We can get him for $240,000. That, that, his that, that, is every team freaks out when they see his medical. <laughs> that meme that someone posted, that was one of the best that I saw out there for the Carlos Correa signing. And honestly, like I didn't think the Mets were going to balk as much as they did, but it also makes sense at the same time because of the Kumar rocker um, situation. So just because of how like they drafted him, they had concerns, they let him go. And then he got drafted the next year by the Rangers. You know, I'm not surprised, but at the same time I am. In a weird way. So, what? Honestly, though, this is going back on the free agent. What about a role in this Chapman? No, no, absolutely. Called him a lazy sack of shit. (laughs) He doesn't want to come here now. He doesn't want to come now. He feel he feels undervalued by the fan base. Do you honestly think? I mean, listen, New York fan base. Like I, I personally, I, I respect in a way 
how strong certain fan bases are when it comes to their teams. And I think Yankees fan bases, the real ones out there, are very angry at Chapman, period. Just very frustrated with him to the point where how frustrated I was that, you know, we had Roman Quinn and Andrew Knapp on this team for as long as we did. But, you know, I, I don't know what's going to I don't think it could ever feasibly be a po- like be a possibility for us to sign a role this Chapman. I don't think he's going to be playing in Major League Baseball this upcoming season. I really don't. I, don't think I think so there's. Either. I think he's going to be playing in the DR, Mexico, Korea, or Japan because there's no one in their right mind out of the thirty owners that would give him anything like a million or more. For what about Will Jackson? Isn't he with the Braves? Nah, I think his contract's up. Hmm. I mean. The Braves' bullpen the past few years, like, granted, I get that they won the World Series, but their bullpen has still been pretty sus. And, I mean, then again, so is ours. But he was very much so a part of that. He he had some really, like, good years um, from recent memory. Luke Jackson. He was a reliever. He's a reliever for the Braves or was a reliever for the Braves. But um, I know that he had a really good 18 and 19 season. 2020 is kind of irrelevant. 2021, I think he did pretty well, like two or three ERA, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I didn't even know he was a free agent, to be quite honest. And if he is, I'm I'm shocked that the Braves haven't re-signed him because yeah, he's yeah, he's he's available. Hmm. I that honestly, and he's he's not that he's he's pretty young, right? He's in his early 30s, right? He's, he just turned 30. Wow. See, like that's that's a snag if anyone's gonna get him. And it, I mean, it also depends on like what Caleb Cotham and the organization think they can do to enhance him or make him better. I like the fact that with every signing that we've had, there's been a game plan on how to make them even better than they already are. And I, and I, and I like that about like how the Phillies as a, as a staff are trending. Whereas I felt like in the past we would just sign people for the sake of signing people. But that's also what rebuilding teams do, you know, which we were. But I also felt like in a lot of ways in 09, 10, and 11, every trade, every um, acquisition that we made was made with, oh, you're really good. Come join this team as opposed to, no, you, you function – as a key piece and we can make you better than you already are. We didn't always have the correct staff even back in the day to enhance players. But I also think that the game has changed a lot since 2011, the last 10 years, you know, and I'm sure like you guys can attest to that when it comes to evaluating and analyzing sabermetrics what have you a lot of different things go into conditioning of a player and making them better so i think luke jackson would be a would be a snag i think i i really i really do i think that'd be interesting to bring him up personally i think you know where we're at right now i think we have a lot of depth as connor said i think we can we're fine right now. But at the same time, I'm like, 
if we why don't keep why not at more yeah exactly exactly and and that and that's really what it is it's like do you add more for the sake of adding like more improvement or are you adding and you know how to help those people who you add to make you better or is it just going to be adding more for the sake of adding more and i and i don't want cannon fodder i want like i want to hit the target you know and I, I don't want this shrapnel crap you know and and that's that's just my thoughts about like the free agency I'd like to see a trade in here. Not gonna lie, be nice to you know throw a nice trade in our free agency. That'd be that'd be nice. I'd like to see that. Yeah, that could be fun. I think uh, <clears throat> one thing to keep in mind with uh, throughout the rest of the winter is that the Phillies are, uh, I believe, just under three and a half mil until they reach the next tax threshold. Mm-hmm. So, if they are gonna bring someone in in a trade i think the i mean obviously you can move reese but he has no value it might have to be like scott kingery oh please we we he's but he if you do move scott kingery you have to add a sweetener for someone to take his contract yeah that's true and you know the baltimore so, orioles they've been doing that I mean, they just took over James McCann's. Con- I mean, they don't take. They didn't take all of his contract, they half, right? They took half, like or something like that, like forty percent. I forget. Yeah, and but the Mets are still paying him nine. Yeah, which is like, or whatever, nineteen. I, I don't know how much he was promised. I don't. I forget. Um, but well, yeah, no. Also that, had uh, I think their top prospect is a catcher, and they want to bring him up. Yeah, Alvarez, Francisco Alvarez. Yeah, he got injured. He they brought him up as a September call up, and he got injured towards the end, um, right before the playoffs, I think. And then, so hopefully he'll be healthy. Well, not hopefully. Uh, I hope you know. I don't want to wish bad. You know, I don't want any bad. Like, yeah, we know what you're Juju. Yeah, you know what I meant. But like, if I if I were a Mets fan, which I am not, I'd hope he'd be ready for opening day. But, you know, that's the thing. Like, if the Orioles, you know, the Orioles did a really good job this year. And I thought it was kind of pointless to just take on a salary dump, but whatever. I mean, you got Adley Rutschman, and I think that they're going to end up probably DHing Rutschman a lot. But I also think that's a mistake when his whole thing is I'm going to be the successor to JT Real Muto when it comes to becoming the best oh, catcher in baseball. I, I do think he could surpass JT. Oh, I, I think he's going to surpass JT in his career, and it, but he is going to take over that 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 title very soon. Like, I think in the next two years, he's going to – yeah. He's definitely going to be number two. Like, I don't think he'll take it this year. I, maybe next year or the year after, but he's going to be number two, if not three, for the next two years. As long as JT is playing catcher, of course, we might move him to first so we don't have to spend money on Reese because we already have him guaranteed. You might as well save the knees, like extend the career of him. You know, he finishes out in Philly. He's he signed through his like age 34, 35 season or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, there are first basemen out there that are 36, 37, 38, like we might end up doing that and it might be honestly cheaper to do that than to keep Reese on. Jose Abreu. Kinda, 
<laughs> Jose Abreu is going to be retired at the end of his Astros contract for sure. Yeah, I think so. Championship, that's why. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think, uh, you know, depending on what happens and how we look, like what, what the roster is opening day, I think like you can – there's a safe bet to say like who's going to make the playoffs. Honestly, there there are going to be some wild cards. Anything could happen. That's a ridiculous prediction. Um, that's insulting, that's honestly. That. I didn't. I don't know if you guys saw that. I did not see that. Um, I saw so, uh, uh, a bit earlier too. Yeah, yeah. And for the for the listeners who couldn't see, Colt just pointed out ESPN's for uh, win loss prediction for the Phillies next year, and they predict the Phillies will have eighty five wins next year, which is a sham because we just had eighty seven. Um, so and we got better. So I think that 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 is just a joke. I don't know who at ESPN got paid to do that, but they should probably lose their job. Um, I'm going to be honest with you that that is that is a gross miscalculation right there. And it's not even because I'm a Phillies fan. It's just like honest to God, it is like fundamentally a gross miscalculation because like I think, you know, hot if you got to add in the Girardi effect. Yeah, the Girardi effect. That's true. Because having a full season of Rob Thompson, like I said before on the pod, I think I said this like uh, a few episodes back. I really would have loved to see what our win loss, our win loss record would have been in the 50 games that we lost out with Girardi. I would like to have seen what Rob Thompson could have done and built up in those 50 games because maybe that like even though he they got hot at the right time right when they switched to him you know i'm wondering if there would have been you know they like woke the firing woke the sleeping giant that is the phillies that just had a torrid pace towards the end and i'm wondering if whatever dynamic that he created during that time would have caused a surge even earlier if he had if if Girardi was fired even before the season started or after the first week or two, I don't know. Like it would have been interesting to see what it's like. And we're going to see that now this upcoming season. Yes. Players are a year older. Yes. Kyle Schwarber might not hit 47 or 48 home runs again. Who knows? I I, I doubt it. I think he's going to get pretty close to that number. This I upcoming think season. Be, yeah, like, I think he's going to hit 40. He's going to hit at least, I think he's going to at least hit 40 to be at quite least honest. At 35. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, hey, listen, if we put Schwerfest on from opening day to the end of the year, let's see what happens. I'm all for that. <laughs> Walla's going to lose out a lot of money, but for the sake of dingers, I'm okay with it. Actually, for the sake of Philly, because people will be buying. They will. They will. It will be an investment. It's like, oh, you're paying half off, but in reality, you're bringing a friend who's bringing another friend who's bringing another friend. We're going to make up the money. So, honestly, it'll be interesting to see see what happens offensively with this team, especially with Harper's absence. You know, obviously, I know Culp and everyone else in Philadelphia is hoping for the Nick Castellanos year two effect. I'm telling you, man, it's happening. He's hitting 300. What, 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 is, what does your stomach tell you? He's hitting 290. He's hitting 290. Okay. Hitting 290. And, and got, we, made, we made a deal for... <laughs> earlier that if he doesn't have 
What was it? What was the line by the All Star break? Like two six. Oh yeah, three thirty, twelve homers. That you're gone. Yeah, he yeah he has to have like it, I think it was at least twelve to fifteen homers. Um, he has to be hitting above two eighty. Well, I think. I thought was I thought we said like two 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 eighty like well, two seventy two eighty three hundred over the uh the rest of the year. He's gonna have to he's gonna have yeah. to hit somewhere close. Well, he can get hot. He can get hot at the right time. Yeah, but you got but he's got to raise it. For, he's got to raise it like twenty points if or thirty points if it's gonna happen that way. Yeah. But like the reality is like that that is that is the benchmark, man. Because at that point, you know, you're gonna get Harper back and. Um, it, it's gonna be a frenzy. I don't know if you guys um saw, but shout out to uh Todd Zalecki, wherever you are out there, wrote uh an interesting article for MLB.com. Five predictions for the 2023 season. I wondered I want to know if you guys wanna if you agree or disagree with our our man, Mr. Zalecki. The first one is Aaron Nola will sign an extension uh during spring training or by this spring. Yeah, I think he, he's gonna get it during spring training. Think, I do not think so. Yeah, I don't I don't think I think so it would either. be dumb on his part to do that. Yeah. I think it'll have I think it could happen by the deadline. Like it could be a deadline extension. Um I could very much so see that. I don't, I don't even know if you can do that. Spring. It could happen. I mean I, I still don't know uh, what the what how the Braves are doing what they're doing, like they they just extended Sean Murphy after trading for him for like the next like in a move that defines the word mid. Yeah, like I mean, I'm I, I you know ten years from now we're gonna find out that there there's gonna be or twenty years from now there's gonna be a thirty for thirty about how the Braves swindled a bunch of players into massive extension massive like like year long long term extensions but not high like really undervalued the player exactly and i feel like something somehow some way illegal is happening because there's there's no way that this guy is able to get these guys to do this this many times like literally that entire team they have like like their, their entire pretty much their entire starting lineup has been extended through like 2028 on the cheapest most team friendly deal of all time. Like that's crazy. Nevertheless, on to his uh second point which is Trey Turner will hit leadoff on starting an opening day. No way. You don't think so? You think it'll still I be Schwarber? I think he's going to hit 3. Think he's gonna hit three? What yeah. do you think, Connor? Why? I think Bohm's gonna be two. I like that. Who's Bohm one? Scott. You think one. one's gonna be Schwarber? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think it'll be. Honestly, I'm not sure because they don't have Harper. So, I know. Was it that he will hit leadoff? That he will hit leadoff, uh, opening day and onward. At the for the foreseeable future, obviously, till Harper gets back, I'm pretty sure is what he's implying, and I honestly can see it happening, just because I think that they want Schwarber to to take over for Harper in the sense like for like batting three or four. I think Schwarber is going to put be put in the three or the four hole. I think Turner is going to lead off 
And depending on where uh, Schwarber gets uh, put, whether it's three or four, will determine if Stott and Bohm get put in that two or three spot. I think I think I could I I could really seriously see it being like Turner Stott Bohm or Turner Bohm like yeah like Turner Stott Bohm Schwarber JT Hoskins Castianos like et cetera et cetera et cetera like I could I could very much so see that being the pattern starting opening day but. We'll see. All right. <laughs> Any final thoughts before I go to the third one? No, let's hear it. All right. Andrew Painter will finish in the top three for NL Rookie of the Year. No. I'm going to disagree just because I don't know if he'll be up long enough. Exactly. Yeah. That, that That's a fair point. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, we've heard all these great things about Painter. I do. Plus, think I also don't know stuff. who, like, who else would be a rookie. That's true. Um, I, I, I mean, outside of considering who else would be a rookie, I think that, um, you know, he has electric stuff. I think that he can. He has, out of all our prospects, I think he has the mo- He he definitely has the stuff to live up to the hype. I just don't know how much of the hype will be able to be seen at the major league level this year. So we'll 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 see obviously. I, I'm I'm a little bit on the fence. I think that if he does make the opening day roster, he has a real shot at getting the rookie of the year. But if not, then no. Um but number four on his list and this one I'm just gonna flat out say I completely disagree that this is going to happen. Harper will return in June. I think end no of shot, no shot. End I, I did July probably. No, he's like saying like solidly like early to mid June he's returning. Ah, no shot. No. Yeah, like no, like no shot. No I shot. I mean, maybe to and just in SDH, DH a few games in Lehigh by the late by June, June, but yeah. I mean, he's not going to be playing in right field in Philadelphia by the beginning of June. Yeah, no, he won't be in right field until at least September, if if they even decide to put him out there. I don't think they're going to put him out there unless yeah. they have to. Yeah. And then number five, which I actually think is a pretty solid take, uh, Reese Hoskins will have a career year in 2023. I could see it happen, but... I can see it happening very much so because it is his contract year. I do have that uh, Reese Hoskins ring the bell t-shirt on, so <laughs> I'm definitely feeling it. I don't definitely know if I agree it. with that one. I, I think, honestly, I think I just have a feeling when it comes to certain players on this team that they just don't try until they need to try. And he's one of those guys. I hate to say it, I really do, but I really feel like because of this, he he's trying to get that bag. At the end of the day, that's what he's trying to do, and I think he's going to put like he's well, going to get it. And he'll convince some stupid team to give it to him, but I don't know if he's necessarily going to have a really good year just because it's his walk year. I think that he's shown over the last 
five plus years that when the lights are the brightest, he kind of folds. Like he choked away so many playoff games over this last run. Like division series, he choked away a game there. Mm-hmm. Uh, World Series, he lost a game by himself. I mean, and it's not yeah. like defense. And he had, and he had, and he had a really bad error in the LCS too. Like every round, there was oh yeah, when he either just dropped the double play. Yeah, like every round of the playoffs, impulsive. he has had at least either offensive or defensive woes. Like the two have never been. Like, like you could aligned. legitimately put a five-year-old out there to play with pros and they would be able to catch the baseball. That's a little extreme. I think we could at least put a six-year-old out there. But oh, wow. <laughs> maybe, maybe, well, we're not talking about like these guys hitting 105 off the bat. Like these are like catch the ball when it's thrown to you and feel the bunt. Yeah, that's and true. can't do it. Billy, this is Reese Hoskins. He is an on-base machine. <laughs> he will no, cost. Not, not recent years. <laughs> His only defect. He takes <laughs> fastballs right down the middle. <laughs> and cannot field. And cannot field. But we can work with that to become the hundred and some win Oakland Athletics again. Um, no, but in all honesty, Todd did do uh, a pretty good job. I thought um I thought the the Bryce one was probably the hottest take out of all of them just like him returning solidly in June I just don't see that happening. Um but outside of that, you know, I think that the Phillies are really have positioned themselves as best as best they could as far as we can see, you know, when, with our analysis and our predictions as far as we can see I feel like they positioned themselves the best, you know, despite having the Harper uh, injury for a long time, taking out a lot of the, a big chunk of the season. Yeah. But um, I agree with that. I think that's, that's pretty spot on. Uh, whenever you're, whenever you're missing a, a big part of your team, you kind of build around to strengthen all those, all those other weaknesses. And then whenever you get that guy back, it's kind of go time. That's why NFL teams, usually take quarterbacks last. They want to have a strong team. And then they get that rookie franchise QB in there so that you set up to succeed. And I think that's what the Phillies have done a pretty pretty good job at uh, at doing so far this winter. And they might not be done, but they don't have a lot of room to operate within the tax level. And there's not a lot of targets out there uh, still left for them. Yeah, that's a really great point. I think, you know, as of this recording, Culp has pointed out 58 days till spring training. So it's going to be an exciting time. Pitchers and catchers are going to report in February. You know, it's we're almost at the end of December. We will not be without baseball for that much longer, which is great. Got the it's World phenomenal. Baseball Classic coming up, too. Exactly. The World Four Baseball months. Classic coming up. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna, it's it's an exciting time uh, to be a fan of baseball and to be a Phillies fan in general. Um, I think you know the competition has grown a lot when it comes to our uh, our other division rivals. You know, the Braves necessarily not necessarily have gotten any better. Uh, the Mets have reloaded with um, 
a lot of different players and have exceeded all expectations monetarily um, with adding for Justin Verlander for now. Uh, when I'm it comes to, about them. I'm nervous about the Mets. Really, they're becoming the Phillies. I I just <laughs> in I a good know. way or a bad way. In a bad way. In a, I, th- I think in a bad <laughs> way because they're just shelling out all this money, and like after. Obviously, Correa and Lindor are going to be there a long time, but I think after Scherzer falls off, which could probably be this year, and you know after Verlander, like they don't really have a lot. They're kind of dependent on their on their high end talent, and after that, there's a pretty steep drop off. That's why I think the Braves are still set up the best to succeed for the longest amount of time. Yeah, I mean, it'll definitely depend, like. I actually like I'm not really fearful of anyone else in our division. I think that we actually have a really good chance at winning it this year. I'm I'm interested just to see the team, as we stated earlier, you know, with Rob at the helm for a full year. But I think that, you know, the Braves didn't get better when it comes to their moves. They definitely like snagged a couple good arms to reinforce their bullpen. I think trusting Vaughn Grissom rookie um he has mlb experience but you know as a full season at shortstop you know we'll see what happens with him i mean to be quite honest dansby was well if he's good they'll probably give him 12 years (laughs) 100 million million. (laughs) 12 years 60 million yeah exactly i mean by 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 the all-star break we're gonna find out he gets extended for that much but you know i wouldn't be shocked if that happens and, you know, if they do well, but I think it's going to take them, you know, they're a slow starting team. I they're think it will take get, um, Soroka back at some point too. Yeah, they will. And that rotation's already really Pretty dirty. Strider was phenomenal. Uh, Freed's legit. No. Soroka's an ace as soon as they get him back. Uh, they I also have Charlie still, Morton. Yeah, they still have Uncle oh. Charlie. Yeah. Old Uncle Charlie, but and you know, remember when we had Charlie Morgan? Yeah, he sucked. <laughs> he was not he good. Pitched like three or he four games. Like five, yeah, he pitched a few games and got hurt. Yeah, and then we traded him um, to the Pirates. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, I mean, that that's the thing, you know. And when it comes to the Mets, I think the Mets are going to met like they always do. I, I, you know, I think this Correa drama has really you know just put an already very dramatic team in the ringer and you know i'm not going to be shocked if we end up getting second or even winning the division yeah well said that was well said (laughs) i think on uh on that note are you guys ready to uh call it an episode here absolutely yes sir thanks for everyone who's listening Welcome to the 215 Seamer Podcast. We'll be back after the new year. Peace. Peace.